All right, we're back for another episode. It has been a couple of weeks since we've done a podcast. The last one we did was interview with Kevin Kalish, which went pretty well, I have to say. Um, you have any takeaways or anything that surprised you that Coach Kalish had to say? Truthfully, he kind of, he kind of spoke exactly what I um, anticipated. Now, obviously, I have a little bit of insight with him because I've had him personally as a coach. So I kind of I kind of get his vibe and know how he interacts and goes about some things. So I wouldn't say anything surprised me. What I like to kind of hear is how much freedom he kind of gave the boys to kind of be themselves within the season. It seemed like would you would you say the same? Yeah, it sounds like he did kind of have a hands-off approach that he knew what a talented group he had, and yeah, he's just kind of a facilitator, you know. Yeah, which is what I think makes him kind of the great coach that he is, is his ability to be able to use these personalities and kind of, you know, put his two cents where it's needed because obviously he's a very tactical coach. You know, as as we saw in the season of, I think they their only loss was to Washington in the playoffs, correct? Yeah, yep. only loss so, of the year. So tactically he was pretty strong, and personality-wise he allowed them to express themselves, which allowed them to play – at such a high level. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that he had the whole team read the same book. He had them read the business book, uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I wonder if he, how often he does that. My assumption is that's, that's pretty often to me. I know, I know from a couple of my buddies in the, the D1 level that that's, that's, that's a regular occurrence for a lot of coaches, especially when they're trying to get these players – minds to kind of work in ways that they kind of want to influence so if you have a book that tells it better and it doesn't even have to be about soccer it might just be about the mind or about kind of resetting something that it takes one step off of what Kalish has to do with the boys you know he doesn't have to teach them he gets to kind of interact and talk to them about the book and what happened and what they all interpret it so it gives you kind of like an insight of how somebody would interpret something Mm -hmm. you know well, we never really recapped where guys went in the draft. Um, we had what? Yeah, had... let's let's talk draft. Let's talk draft. So we had what? Overall, we had five guys go. Uh, slew Slew had six drafted in total, and then you got to throw in Jack Lynn from Notre Dame as well. And then AJ signed and Nice signed. Do we have any other guys outside of the draft that signed? Was it? It, it appears that Chandler Vaughn is moving on since he's playing in preseason games with the Galaxy. So I'm, I, th- I think he's officially. So we've got, we got eight guys that left SLU for the professional level, correct? Seven from SLU and one from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight from. Yeah, you're right. Eight from SLU. Eight from SLU, one local boy from Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Mahib, Mahib Marana signed a homegrown deal with, with Houston. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to go top to bottom or bottom to top? Yeah, we'll go top to bottom. Uh, okay. So we got to start with our number one man. Yeah. First off, you had Isaiah Parker going third to Dallas. We have Kip Keller going fifth to Austin FC. Patrick Schulte. 12th to Columbus, uh, Simon Betcher going 16th to the Vancouver Whitecaps, 
Jack Lynn going number 18 to Orlando. And then you had the two third-round picks. You had Chase Neese going to – they were both in the 30s. Chase Neese going to joining Parker in Dallas. And then Chandler Vaughn going a couple picks – no, Chandler Vaughn, Chandler Vaughn going a couple picks before to LA Galaxy. No okay. mistake. And then – and then all outs- those boys are gone for sure. Yeah, yeah, all gone. And then the two undrafted guys, AJ Palazzolo signing with City's reserve team, MLS Next Pro team, and then Mahib Marana uh, signing a homegrown deal with Houston Dynamo. So some very exciting news for the boys in blue, you know. Yeah. Anything stand out to you that you really like or really don't like? On where guys ended up? Truthfully, I don't think there is a better spot for Parker than Dallas. If there's any organization that has proved that it can take young talent, develop them, and give them an opportunity to go even higher than the MLS, it's Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is definitely a, a nice place. Uh, so I'm up. I'm I'm pumped to see what Parker can do. I'm excited to see kind of how they how they play him. If they're going to put him on the wing, if he's going to be a wing back, what what type what things they're going to do to him can be pretty creative. And I think I think he's somebody that we need to keep our eye on because with what he did at SLU as a freshman, a true freshman, I mean, if he's just the same sponge as he was in college in the pros, he's going to be something special real quick. Agreed. Um, I'm, I'm also really excited to see what Kip Keller does down in Austin, Texas. There. Yeah, it sounds like he could step in and maybe be a day one starter. I'm, I'm getting that vibes. I mean, he's he's playing preseason. He started his first game, I believe, in the preseason for them mm-hmm. this past weekend, or was it? It, it might have been Thursday when I saw. Yeah, like I think. Past week. Yeah, but I mean that's super exciting. As we can, as we know, as Keller, he's a he's a day one professional as it is. You know, he's got the captain band from SLU, so he already knows what it's like to kind of go in and be a vocal leader, which you want from your center backs. Austin needs center backs, so it's kind of like a, a win win for both of them. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm excited. You? I'm excited for Betcher. Going to Vancouver, it sounded like they were in love with the guy. Maybe from an analytics standpoint, like they would have, like Kalish said, they would have drafted him even if their pick was in the top ten. Yeah, he was their guy, and uh, I guess one that I'm kind of, you know, maybe not a great spot is Patrick Schulte going to the Crew. They've they've got like three goalkeepers ahead of them, so I'm just. Interested to see what's going to happen if he's even the starter on the second team. Now, do you think they made that draft to geared towards their either USL team or their their MLS Next team? Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to the MLS Next team, but I'm I'd be fine with him like starting there. But with three other goalies ahead of you, he might be the backup there. Yeah, which would not be great for his development. Not playing every day. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. I, I think 
I think that's a little bit of a rough spot for him. Truthfully, I think I think he kind of got the short end of the stick when it came down to the draft. I'm I'm not a big fan of him falling to Columbus. But at the same time, if there's if there's any position that it's easy to build yourself out of and still get looks is goalkeeper. I mean, Turner is paving that way right now as it is. He went from undrafted USL, MLS, to now going over to play for one of the top con- clubs in the world. I mean, we're not even just talking about a small club over there. We're talking about one of the top probably 20 clubs in the world, Arsenal. So luckily for him, I think goalkeeper, it's a little bit different. You know, you can make live shots look a little more real in practice more than you can make game scenarios for players. So as it'll be hard, I think it's an, it's still a pretty good opportunity for him. Yeah, I'm sure he'll make the most of whatever opportunities come his way. Um, I'm hoping in a couple of years we can see him on the U S men's national team. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> yeah. So I think overall we're really excited for where these guys ended up. I'm, I'm curious with Palazzolo, like if like team, if his agent put in a word with teams, like if, if you know he expected to go late, maybe, and maybe he told them like, if you're not going to take me in the f- first two rounds, you know, I'm not going to sign. Maybe he wanted to stay at home. I wonder if there was some sort yeah. of like wink, wink agreement teams, because I would have expected him to go ahead of Vaughn and Jason. That that was kind of my that was kind of my feeling. I, I think AJ wanted to stay in St. Louis. I think once he found out that he kind of fell out of the top one or two rounds, that he was kind of like, I'm 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 home. Like, I don't even think there could be a better scenario for AJ. If anything that we know about him is he's a grinder. He doesn't do too many fancy things. Like he's a holding midfielder, sometimes an attacking midfielder, maybe a center back, but he's like that utility guy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than for a first-year organization to take a guy at his stature. I mean, he's performed at Indiana. He's performed at SLU. Why wouldn't he perform for your S2 team? And then he's potentially going to be somebody that you can put up into the first team right off the bat. Just simply so. because just because of his – like, I think his ceiling is – it may not be as high as any of the guys actually drafted – because I would argue that Nice and Vaughn might even have a little higher of a ceiling than AJ, just simply because of age and 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 yeah. in their history. That AJ could be a perfect utility piece mm-hmm. for St. Louis City FC. Yeah, he can play a lot of different positions, which makes him yeah valuable player. Yes, very valuable for a club that's especially looking for cheap but reliable players. Mm-hmm. You know, I see him fitting in really well here in St. Louis. Can't wait to go to some S2 games. I cannot wait. Yeah, speaking of the City 2 team, they finally released the roster. At least 21 names, uh, reportedly 24 guys, had been training in practice. But they, they gave us 21 names, and it's a good – it's a good mixture of you know, guys with USL experience, a couple with a little bit of MLS experience, 
a good a good collection of recent college graduates and then obviously a handful of academy players as well what are your what are your initial thoughts initially i was really excited to see that they pulled up a respectable number of academy guys but not too many i was kind of worried they were going to get a little excited and crazy and pull up eight ten guys and really rely on the youth simply because we don't start for a whole nother year. Mm-hmm. I like that they even they even went out on a limb and brought in their first MLS contract guy to captain the 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 MLS next team. I like that. It's kind of like a, an easier way for us to bring in new guys that haven't played with each other and kind of get a feel of how you're going to do things. You know, they could have gone the complete opposite route and brought in eight to 10 of their Academy guys and two or three other guys and some other Academy team guys and gone full youth. Like we're going to have a whole nother year of these guys to, to get used to it. But, you know, you've seen AJ on there. He's what? 24, 25. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I, I really liked the 21 guys. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I like it too that it's a good it's a good mixture of different kind of levels of talent. Um, I really like that the college guys are, you know, local guys. You got one from SLU, three from Missouri State, including goalkeeper Michael Creek from – Michael Limburg, Creek from Limburg. Limburg High School. Uh, you got a Wash U guy, which was impressive. Deep. Three level. Um, I guess the one really interesting college name was Celio Pompeo Martins, Brazilian player for VCU. Like his name was floated as like maybe getting like a generation Adidas contract. I had seen some people um, had rumored that on social media. So like he could be getting a real stud there, which is which is shocking. Um, Again, it's that attractiveness that St. Louis has of these guys that are playing with the, the, the MLS next team in St. Louis have a real possibility of making the first team in the following year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super strong, which I think is very enticing and, and, a tool that we can use to bring some big, some big, but also not too big of guys that have a lot of talent to come in and play for us. We're watching right now how Charlotte is falling flat on their face with the way they built their team. And I can't be any more excited about the fact that St. Louis has taken an entirely different approach. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, they don't, yeah, Charlotte doesn't even have a reserve team this year uh, yeah it's kind of worrisome kind of how they've gone about things um i'm curious well another thought there's only one goalkeeper on this roster they're gonna have to sign another tomas gomez hasn't signed with the team as far as i know i would I, love it <laughs> he college teammates with uh, captain josh yarrow at georgetown so yeah i think got- it's yeah you got Tomas. You even have, you even have uh, Burner. You know, 
He's with he's he's signed with Memphis, and we'll be seeing him this weekend when Memphis comes to town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you signed doesn't mean that you're you're set. <laughs> I'm I'm I think there's a lot of goalies that they could pick from right now. I I could even throw out Kirkwood's own Alec Reddington, who's been doing really well in the NISA League. Yeah, yeah you know true. that could be a really good uh, step for him. It may be a little bit more lateral than he wants it to be, but I think there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of chances for goalkeepers in there. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good local goalies and definitely attractive, you know, coming to play for your hometown team. So I'm curious, you know, as we've seen a couple first team signings with Yarrow's contract being an MLS one, We've seen Selmir Pedro out of Bosnia. Um, he'll be coming over in the summer. There's a rumor of Joachim Nielsen over in the Bundesliga. And so that makes three defenders if he comes. Um, like, wh- what do you do with – I don't really know Bosnia's, you know, the level of their first league, how that compares to – MLS or none of us really know MLS next pros level yet, but the Bundesliga will definitely be, you know, steps ahead of MLS next pro. Like, what do you, what do you do with those guys when they come over? If they come over in the summer, do you have them play with your reserve team? Do you loan them out to a USL team or maybe an MLS team? How would you handle per- that? Pers- personally, I think I think you keep them in house. I think they play MLS next, and you thrive off the chemistry. Like, why would it why would it hurt to have these big time guys come in here and absolutely crush these other teams? You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, yeah, I definitely get the benefit of like getting familiar with the system and the coaches. Um, loaning them out to different teams, all that's going to do is kind of separate them even more. Like we could be so beneficial by just keeping them in house, working with every single coach that they're going to be working with and build on from that. And just, if you have a guy like the Bundesliga level, that's just such, it's such a good top five league. He's not coming over till next fall, I believe. I mean, yeah, nothing's official yet. It's not even. I think I think the talk was for him that he was going to come over, like next November, which then would give you December, January, and six this part six. of February, February. Yeah, almost a half year. Not even a half a year if you come over in November. Yeah, you st- you start in February, like they start playing games Trend. in February. Now it's preseason, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that can be as hard to play around and kind of keep him at the lower level than it would be if he came over in May. If he was coming over this May, I feel like it's a little bit different of a scenario. It's it's really going to be based off timing because to me, if I'm if I'm with City, my goal is going to be building chemistry strictly building building chemistry with the city with the players with the staff with everybody around because we're watching charlotte fall flat on their faces we're watching cincinnati fc 
not be able to climb out of the basement. Like we've got to be in uh, Austin, not too bad of a job, but if we're taking all of those, those places and kind of trying to build off and we, we want to be the next LAFC. Right. I think we'd want to win a title, but yeah, they've obviously yeah had a great start. They had a they had a decent start. I if I was coaching, I'd be trying to model myself off of those, mm-hmm. off of how LAFC kind of built into it. I think I think they're a little uh, you know flashier um, as far yeah. as signings go. I would I would maybe pick Nashville personally, focusing on defense. Ooh, that is right a good away. Thought. Which you can see. I mean, you see that. We, we already named three defenders. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I forgot about Nashville being new because they're so good already. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the freaking defensive player of the year on their team, and they got him for nothing. <laughs> yeah. So. Exciting stuff. I just know I'm excited for games. And this weekend we've got the first home preseason game against Memphis of the USL. We've got – Indy 11 coming up, Maryville at home, Slew. Louisville City, SLU, most state, Union Omaha. It's a really solid schedule. Um, I don't know how many of the games you can expect to win besides against the college teams. Hopefully they would win those. Uh, I would hope that you beat the college teams, you beat Omaha, and you potentially draw Indy 11 or Louisville or, or one of them. That would be kind of my if, – if we came out like that, I would – obviously, you're probably going to get lose one. Slew's really good. Memphis could be hard to beat. So is Louisville City. Like, we know we know their history. Um, my goal would be to go in there hoping that we can, can match the intensity each game and just kind of see what happens. There shouldn't be any expectations, truthfully, mm-hmm. besides against the college teams. Against the college teams, that's what's going to test your your chemistry. You know, are you are you are you meshed well enough to perform at your level and not perform lower than the team that you're playing against? You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree, agree, agree. Exciting stuff. And uh, U.S. Open Cup announced, too, sometime between April 5th to 7th uh, against Indy 11 at SIUE. So. Oh, I didn't – I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So good stuff. A lot of, lot of St. Louis City news. Um, I think that's all I've got unless you have more to add. I'm just excited for us to start getting towards some city rep. You know, we got the MLS next team starting up. We've got announcements of the stadium name. It's just going to, this year is going to fly by. It's going to be this time next year before I know it, which is awesome and scary at the same time. Well, Will, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thanks for joining me. I always love chatting with you.
big time St. Louis City SC fans over here. Lock down those season tickets. <laughs> Pumped. Only a uh, only a year away. Exciting times. All right, guys. Well, I believe that's going to be it. Will, do you have anything that you'd like to add? Besides, I think we got to throw out a little bit our football by the numbers sisters YouTube channel. John Ems does a great job of that. If you're ever interested, go ahead and uh, check out football by the numbers. Yes, totally agree. It's got some uh, good episodes on there coming up. Uh, got a couple good guests lined up for interviews. So, and everybody loves when John loses his his head. I mean, there's nothing better than when John gets on one of his rants. And sometimes you can see him go after Will. Sometimes it's John and I going after you. You know, it's just it's exciting stuff. And here on Lou Boys SC, we kind of like to keep it chill a little bit. We like to talk St. Louis City soccer, things we're excited about, and, you know, come here with the love. Right, Will? For sure, for sure. Definitely cooler heads than John. Oh, yes. Well, I think that's it. This is Andrew and Will, and we are signing off with Lou Boys SC. Talk to you guys later. Peace.